This episode is brought to you by Magical Butter. The Magical Butter Machine is the world's first countertop botanical extractor designed for creating fantastic recipes, infusing the essence of healthy herbs into butter, oil, grain alcohol, lotions, and more. Go to MagicalButter.com and enter the promo code WEED and GRUB for 20% off at checkout. MagicalButter.com Hello, and welcome to Weed and GRUB. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> I'm very hungover. Oh, really? How are you? I'm good, thank you. What did you get up to last night? You're gonna have to carry this one on your back. Oh man, I'm ready, like a snail, like a hermit crab, like uh, like me. I'm like the a shell. Ninja turtle. I'm your shell. You could be my shell. Yeah. And I'm weighing you down, and that's why you're so slow. I'll Do you think you could skyrocket if this was just you and your dog Archie doing the <laughs> podcast together? <laughs> just be like me and his toenails clicking around. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, what's up, Archie? Click, 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 click. Well, anyway, I'm here to talk about, um, <laughs> let's see. Well, God damn it. Let's talk about this while we hit it for the first time. Okay, well, wait. Uh, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Oh, I'm like, uh, thank you. See, you're carrying it on. Our, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's good. It's a loose start. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about um, cannabis, comedy, culture, and... Uh, calling some shit out. Calling shit out. Yeah. Fuck yes. Let's get to it. Yeah, well, let's hit this, too. So this is the new Lowell uh, Farms cold pressed cannabis oil cartridge that Ooh. Ooh, it's a hybrid and it's super tasty and so their Whoa. cold pressed oil is basically live resin like it's a whole plant extract so instead of being a thc distillate cartridge it's got all of the terpenes and everything from the whole plant so it's the sort of like most that's fucking tasty it's everything in one. Uh, yeah, it's everything in one. It's the it's like the caviar of weed, mm. basically. It's Thank you, Lowell Farms. Thank you, yeah. Oh man, this Pinot Grigio, whatever I had last night, is like still in my brain. What did you have? Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Yeah. yeah. You know what it, it was? What? It was that third bottle. Mm. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you every time. <laughs> it was that damn third bottle. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to play board games. Nice. Yeah. And did it you do great. well at the board games? I was killing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm real. Well, I'm like fun competitive. Okay. So I'll have a great time. Cool. You know, we'll have some great laughs. Yeah. But I am also like low key. You're in it to win it? I'm in it to win yeah, it. Yeah. You don't flip a table if you lose though, do you? No. Yeah. You seem like a decent loser. I've always thought it'd be really funny if I went to flip a table and then I didn't know it was bolted down and both my arms dislocate. <laughs> Would that be I can funny? see it right now. Which is like dislocate at the elbow or the shoulder. I always picture the shoulder, so it's oh. swinging fully. Oh god! Like and a then little you're just clock, like, grandfather clock arms. And then you've got like the Ace Ventura pet detective run when he like gets yeah. shot by the dart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of physical comedy in any movie ever made is like, Ace Ventura with the darts. Yeah. Fuck yes. It's, it's just so good. I could watch it forever. When he starts turning quickly to look which way to go, and uh -huh. his arms are flapping in front of him and behind him. It's the fucking best. It's the fucking best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. Ooh, this weed made me feel so much better. I know, right? It's good for a hangover. Man, oh man. Thank yeah. God, Lold Farms. T THC, if you're feeling down, it'll it'll pick you right up. Mm, is that what it stands for? Um, No. Wait, what does... I don't know. What? THC. I was trying to come up with something in the moment. <laughs> My brain is not fast enough to keep up. Um, The helping cure. 
The hangover cure. The That's hangover what THC cure. stands oh, for, Jesus the hangover Christ, cure. Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't even believe I missed that opportunity. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> that was one of those things where I just started talking and hope my subconscious had already worked it out. <laughs> and you just hung me out to dry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you swoop in and get your bag, and I'm here looking dumb. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll take it. <laughs> we share bags. Yeah. Come on. For sure. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this episode. We have fucking great guests today. Okay, so let's get into uh, the Grublick Gazette presented by Word on the Tree. Yes. All right. The Grublick Gazette presented by Word on the Tree. Word on the Tree is where we get all our cannabis news. So if you want everything that's good in cannabis, go to Word on the Tree. Mm-hmm. Today, oh, funny enough, this article is called Drink Up Stoners, and it's about how big alcohol is pouring billions into the drinkable marijuana market. Um, The article is very long and has a lot of facts and figures, which I kind of glaze over with my eyes because numbers are not important to me. But the overall point of the article is, as of now, 2 to 3% of the total market for cannabis uh-huh. is infused beverages. Okay. But once big beverage gets in, Anheuser-Busch, Heineken, all of those start working their Coca-Cola. magic with it, fucking Coca-Cola, <laughs> then you know they're saying it's going to be 20 or 30% of the marijuana market, and everybody is going to thrive because everyone wants to hold weed in their hand and drink it. I, th- I think that I, it's important to note that it's probably not going to be just like alcohol companies. Like I know that Coke was looking into releasing a CBD-infused Coke. Uh, that was a news item that I saw last year. So uh, yeah, it's across Called the board. Like because ultra chill. <laughs> yeah, I guess Some so. Some shit like that. Kick back and relax and, you know, oh, buy God. the world a CBD Coke. Oh, is this going to be somebody barefoot in a hammock sipping CBD? That sounds nice. Out of an ice cold Coke? Yeah. I, it is nice. It just makes me mad because, you know. Well, it's Coke. Coke. Yeah. Cor- corporate Coke, Coca-Cola cannabis. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've got this uh, Lagunitas Hi-Fi Hops here to try. I'm actually excited. Let's try There's it. This, uh, so this is a weed beverage that has 5 milligrams of THC and 5 milligrams of CBD from the Lagunitas, Be- Lagunitas Beer Company. And um, it's non-alcoholic, obviously. It's just cannabis infused. And oh, no, I can't get it open. Can you open that for me? Sure. Um, and yeah, I want to try it because I do. I love a low dose weed beverage. There's one called Sprig that I really like. Do you think that people want to drink weed? Well, this is the thing. I I don't want to, um, like, if I want a glass of wine or a beer, I don't think that weed is an alternative for me. Like, I really enjoy having a glass of wine or a cocktail. If I want cannabis, then <laughs> sorry. I, is that okay? I'm the it, the lull got me high, and so I've been just kind of figuring out this can over the whole time. I'm listening, but I'm also low key just like nodding because I'm hearing breaks in your voice, and I'm like, oh, there's a place to nod while I try and get this damn thing open. I'm sorry, I just I fobbed that off on you. That looked like way, um, yeah, okay. Well, there now you get to try it. it. Smells great. I was I was just trying to say that basically, like I don't like when I want a glass of wine or a cocktail, that's not the time when I actually want cannabis. Like I choose to smoke a joint or have a low dose edible when I actually want that feeling and that feeling of having a cocktail is a different feeling. So I don't know for me if it's a replacement, although I do drink less when I'm smoking, which I is do really too. nice. Yeah. Right. I, so this isn't a, oh, you're going to try it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say my thing after I try it as well. What do you think? It's tasty as hell. It's super hoppy. It tastes like hoppy. It tastes a little bit like beer because of the hops and it's um, a little lemony. Here, taste it. It's delicious actually. I would drink the hell of that on a summer day. The problem is I would want two of those and well, no, I guess it's only five milligrams. So that would be fine. Yeah. And it's a five, it's a five to five. So, you know, yeah, that's 10 milligrams of THC CBD. Mm-hmm. That's basically like you didn't drink either. 
<laughs> they cancel each other out? Yeah, they cancel each other out. Nice. So this is non-alcoholic. So you can and have six. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're definitely in the hammock for the day. <laughs> it was I, National Hammock Day recently, by the way. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, happy hammocks to everybody. Yeah, I got to hang up my hammock and like... It's good. Hashtag that. Um, it is good, right? Yeah. It's like lemony and tasty and hoppy and... I would definitely It's almost like this. a summer shandy kind mm-hmm. of a taste to it. I take it back. I would actually choose this over a beer on a hot summer day. You would. I totally would. See, and that's the thing that I was um, going to bring up that I don't know if it's true or not, but a lot of people are saying that to make normalization happen, mm-hmm. then you should- <laughs> You don't talk like you that. You do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, everybody's saying you need to put it in something everyone's already very familiar with. Oh. And by putting it in the hands of a place like Anheuser-Busch or Coke, a trusted company because you grew up on it and your kids grew up, like everyone grew up on it, sure. then there's a regulation and a marketing and a normalization to that that will invite everybody to be on board with something like cannabis sure if a, if a multinational corporation is co-signing it then that means it must be safe it also means that that multinational corporation is just in it for fucking profit and it's like you know kind of upsetting to think of it going that way but that actually is the way it's going so when you're talking about you know a big business like coke who i also hate um but you know just because they're big business just on principle yes just on principle but uh, when you say like yo they are gonna get in the mix because it's for pure profit like that's also how that shit works so I can't, I can't hate on yeah. the way the world works. I can just hate them for being them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be um, pro Coke, but you do need to acknowledge that those, yeah, those companies are coming and they're going to get theirs. And hopefully we have managed to like legislate and regulate it all so that there's still room for the like mom and pop and the artisanal grower and anyone who wants to get into the industry legally. And you don't have to be like a fucking giant, um, global corporation run by our overlords. Ruth. Truth. I said Ruth. (laughs) Ruth. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) That's my middle name. Mary Jane Ruth Gibson. How'd you know? She, she speaks the truth. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm having fun with you because we got a great episode today. Mm. And it, it was a lot of fucking fun. Oh my God. I had such a good time with these guys. Yeah. yeah. Before we get to Thug Kitchen, our very important buds, you want to do some buds of the week? Yes, please. All right, Ruth. <laughs> what are we doing? Ruth. And can I tell you the um, name that I came up for my dog? with today oh, the name i your, came up with for my dog today what's your name of your dog today little whiz <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a wizard because he's got a long gray beard but then i was like that's so fun if i spell it w-h-i-z-z-a-r-d little wizard and then you shorten it to little whiz ruth and little whiz do you think we could take that on the road ruth and little whiz would go everywhere and yeah. do so well fuck yes oh man yeah and, and then there's Wiz. just Bobo. He's the manager. He's our yeah. tour manager. Yeah, he's the yeah. one crunching almonds in the back wearing like oversized bifocals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know him so well. Totally. Um, Lil Wiz is great. It's good, right? Yeah. I like it. Will you take a picture and put on a little wizard hat on him? Yes. Okay. I will. Well worth it. Okay, go to Weed and Grub on Instagram <laughs> and check that out. Sorry to derail uh, Buds of the Week because I love this. I love the Buds of the Week this week because there's a Magical Butter video that just came out called Can of Butter Whippin'. And they asked people to like share clips of themselves dancing to the song in their kitchens. And so I filmed you dancing to the song and you can check it out on our Insta and Facebook. It's super fucking fun. Magical Butter is the shit. Yeah. Those dudes have a great time. 
Yeah. I fucking love them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, would you make a v- music video to our song Can of Butter Whippin'? Yes. I'm not going to. I'm going to do everything else after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's priority number one now because that's fun. Yeah. Can of Butter Whippin'. Oh, man. Dancing in the kitchen. So our buds of the week this week are Chris oh, and yeah. Ted. Because they are the uh, masterminds, magical masterminds behind the music video. The talent. Yeah. So Chris Whitener's Instagram is at Whitener underscore. So it's at W-H-I-T-E-N-E-R underscore. I think it's actually double underscore. It's a double underscore? I think it's a double underscore. No. Yeah, I think so. Type it in and see because I, when I was looking at it, I was trying to, I can't remember what I was doing. I was trying to highlight or something and I was like, oh no, it's a double. It's a longie. <gasps> it's a double underscore. It's a longie, right? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, One there's wasn't a, enough. There's a person who has the single underscore. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. Somebody with zero posts, 29 followers and following four name. Uh, Sarishti Anand. Oh. Uh, what a hellscape. I, know, I mean, I've got an underscore, too. You I know. know. I, I feel his pain. I, I'm glad we talked about underscores last time uh-huh. because, w- you know, we came to the conclusion that the underscore is the unsung hero of the punctuation world. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone hates it, but without it, a lot of things wouldn't get done. Right. You know what's having a moment right now? What's up? The M-dash. Oh. It's the year of the M-dash. Love an M-dash. Right? It's replacing the semicolon, I believe. Yes. I use it in my writing much more than I, like when I used to use the semicolon, I'm, I'm dashing it up much more now. Semicolon is meek. Yeah. Well, the semicolon is actually stylistically more appropriate a lot of the time. <clears throat> this is a grammar <laughs> podcast now, but. um. Okay, Ruth. <laughs> I do love a semicolon, but it is more stylistically. I think with the rise of people reading on their phones and stuff, the M dash is just a clearer delineation of the continuation of the thought. It's like the second part of the sentence, because that's what a semicolon indicates. Is it's the like second it's connected? Half. Well, it's connected to the first part of the sentence, but it's a different thought. Oh, why don't you? So it's like if you don't have the word and or but, you just slide uh, a semicolon in. No, I need to look up the exact definition, but it's sort of like a a a, a thought, and then the semicolon sort of indicates that you're continuing on the same. Path track but it's an addition to that first thought i really would need to look up an example and i can't think of one right now because cool, I'm, cause I'm high and i was barely listening <laughs> oh fuck you i don't mean it as an insult but it's like your math eyes and did english. glaze over because, okay yeah. sorry math right. and english i felt like i was right back in fourth grade when i was like oh i'm just gonna cheat on this i don't need to learn it i will do my homework and next week i will come with a great fun example for you so we can all know about semicolons together I, I love how language evolves like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so cool when it's like, oh, no, the M dash is happening now. Sorry, semicolon. Like, it's like <laughs> it's like Lil Nas X taking Mariah's spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the punctuation world. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> M dash knocked the semicolon out. Now it's all about the M dash. <laughs> I used to be really against it because my um, mom was a really strict grammarian and like my schooling was very strict and I studied Shakespeare and all that kind of stuff. And so I was very like all about gr- grammar and rules and everything. And then I think at some point, I don't know, maybe in, even in the last five years, like I really changed my mind and completely, completely evolved to that position. And now I fucking love watching language evolve. And I'm not a stickler for rules at all, which is, you know, I'm a better place for me to be because I don't get mad about shit as much. Totally. It, it's a it's a tricky thing when you learn all of the history mm-hmm. and you learn where everything came from yeah. and why that worked and yep. how beautiful that is. Mm-hmm. And then when you see change, it's like, oh, no, oh, no. Shakespeare did it right. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. It can be infuriating. If you haven't read Cloud Atlas, by the way, that's my favorite book about the evolution of language. OK. Fucking great book. Don't watch the movie. Movie's terrible. Don't watch it. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. 
Always great. Yeah. Movie? Terrible. Fucking awful. Yep. All right. The other person from our Buds of the Week oh, this shit. week <laughs> is uh, Ted Galaxy. Yeah. And Ted's Instagram is at T-E-D-G-L-X-R-Y. Yeah. Ted Galaxy. Those are our Buds of the Week. Yo. Yo. You want to get to our very important buds or do you want to? Yeah. I I feel so much better even just talking to you right now. Nice. Oh man, a little THC and a little TLC. The hangover cure. That's it. Uh, Well then let's get to Thug Kitchen because they're the fucking shit. I had such a good time talking to these guys. Matt and Michelle are Thug Kitchen and they have an amazing podcast called Forked Up that you have to check out. And they're fucking best-selling New York Times authors. I mean, what what the fuck? Vegan cookbooks for any skill level Anyone can make it. Mm-hmm. One pot, one pan. Treat yourself fucking well. I already have a bunch of favorites. You do? Yeah, fave recipes. Nice. Yeah, I'll share a couple on our Insta. Okay, then yeah. that's what's up. Check They're... us out at Weed and Grub and check out Thug Kitchen at Thug Kitchen. Nice. Sorry, you were going to say something else about the recipes? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Just they're great. Check them out. <laughs> Perfect intro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Here's Thug Kitchen. <laughs> Dumbass making love and bitch. Yeah. <laughs> also, or, hi. Sorry. Yeah. Or, or, or you just don't get it at all. Yeah. How's he supposed to get laid yeah. if he doesn't have that bacon tattoo, man? That's so true. <laughs> My identity. Yeah. He's not known for his decision making. Like, he also doesn't listen to podcasts, so we're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. We've got two magical guests today. Would you all mind introducing yourself so everyone knows your names and voices? Yeah. I'm Michelle. And I'm Matt. And uh, we are the creators of Thug Kitchen. What up? I kind of want to talk about tattoos for one more second. Sure, sure. Because I see an octopus on your arm. For me, I eat everything Mm -hmm. except octopus because I have too much respect for an alien that's smarter than me. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're wicked smart. Right. And I just see the octopus peeking out from under your sleeve and it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. So I have this like kraken on my back. Whoa, it really? takes off. Maybe like you my should whole, be cracking that shirt off. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that hot in summer yet. Uh, but it, it wraps around both shoulders, and um, yeah, they're all nautical. So. But yeah, if you can open a jar that you're in from the inside, so you deserve smart. to not be eaten. Like you've earned it. I don't know what yeah. to say. People lay off the octopus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're smart as fuck. My dad took me to an aquarium in France once where they were putting green crabs in jars just to have people watch the octopuses. Just yeah. Just get them up. out. Yep. That's and there's wild. always that footage of the, the octopi getting out of their, whatever their like, you know, enclosure is going into another tank, eating a fish and then going back over. And it's just like, you cannot contain them. There all was, right? yeah. They're agents of fucking chaos. <laughs> yes. There was, there was one that was in its enclosure, and I guess there was like a uh, camera that's pointed at it, but there's a light next to the camera so that they could actually see you know, where it was in the enclosure, and it would keep the octopus up at night, so it would shoot ink at the light, and then it, and it caked over the light until the light didn't work anymore. Because it was what? like, fucking turn that light off, dude. Like, I can't sleep. Like, Ugh, yeah. wow. they're so they're so smart. That's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Did they ever have them on Flintstones, like opening jars and shit? 
They should have. I feel like they were prehistoric enough that they would have been used to... Oh, they probably didn't have jars on Flintstones. Uh, they didn't no, have they mason had, jars. They didn't have mason jars. <laughs> but they had like the garbage disposal, which was what, like a boar or something? Yeah, he's like, eh, it's a life. Or, it's, <laughs> it's a living. Yeah. yeah. All of them. They'd always say that. All the dinosaur slaves? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what they were. They were dino slaves. <laughs> the pelican's just giving you a shower. It's a living. <laughs> You're like, no, dude, your life sucks. You got wings. You can fly out of here at any point. Why didn't they fly? Yeah. Y'all could run. That's like, a, I was just scrolling through TV the other day, and there's like some show on like the fucking Animal Planet or whatever called The Aquarium, and it's at the Georgia Aquarium. I was watching it for a second, and then my dude was like, cool, next time on Fish Prison. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, never mind. I can't watch Fish Prison. Prison. I like that he called it fish prison. <laughs> yeah, but he did it in like a voiceover voice. I was like, fuck, okay, never mind. Damn it. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Monterey Fish Prison? Yes. That's a, that's a top-notch fish prison. I'll tell you why. Yeah. The best fish prison to go to on edibles, for yeah. sure. Oh, my oh God. yeah. That outside tank where you can see the kelp forest, and then it like goes, it's like a tidal pool that they built in the thing, and then they have the otters yeah. on their back, like cracking open all the little guys. That's so cute. I have conflicted emotions about like zoos and, and aquariums this one and that you can like, swim they can swim out of yeah see yeah that that, that that i don't mind and yeah. like land reserves like i'm cool with you know that the animals can kind of like like we should be in cages you know like and then put put the cage on a car and then drive us around the enclosure yeah i think like, if it's like animals that they've call. like yeah. rescued from like drug dealers homes and shit like poachers and yeah, yeah then i'm down with that there's definitely animals out there that need help yeah you know and, and we went when, to a cool one in Alaska where they had a bunch of rehabbed wildlife like a porcupine and moose and stuff and the porcupine had actually been raised by a family that had adopted it for a little okay. while and so it wanted to hang out with people <laughs> oh, it was like domesticated yeah <laughs> back in the woods don't send me there so you know, you know. Yeah. I can't hang out on my uh, watching TV with the porcupine tonight. <laughs> what? He on smelled. Yeah. Oh. Stinky ass porcupine. I don't know how you wash a porcupine. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't think you themselves. do. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. They just. It kept, it kept uh, rubbing its body like a cat on mm-hmm. everyone's legs, and everyone was just screaming. <laughs> Why does my love hurt everyone? <laughs> Let me love you. <laughs> oh, Snickers. Oh, yeah. oh no. That was his name? Yeah. Damn. Guys, this is a bittersweet story that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little about Thug Kitchen. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you blew up, it seems like, quick and easy mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and you've sustained it. But for people who might not know, for the three people who might not know what Thug Kitchen <laughs> is, do you have that elevator dish sure it is um you know a food blog and a food brand for people just trying to get their shit together and eat a little bit better so all of our meals are plant-based but it's like if you want to add chicken if you want to add cheese that's on you we're just trying to get you more comfortable with cooking and eating fucking vegetables yeah i had um met michelle and i was having health problems and what was like 24 like 25 Mm -hmm. yeah i had like terrible indigestion i'd wake up at like four in the morning like vomit um and, yeah, he had and, really bad like acid reflux and shit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I met Michelle, and she has been vegan for how many years now? Sixteen. Yeah, 
Um, and she was like, well, like, I'm not a doctor, but like, have you ever considered changing your diet? Because your diet's like Red Bull and frozen pizza. Well, I opened up his fridge. I was yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. what it is, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it a uh, Jack's, Totino's, yeah. Red Baron, Newman's Own? Ralph's brand. Oh, yeah, dude. Just two for one, you know. Yeah. Um, and you get like a Supreme because you're like, oh, there's vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, you little bell pepper, you know, bites. Chunks. Yeah, <laughs> the, the perfect bell pepper square. Um, so... Uh, I had gone to my doctor and he was like, yeah, just take this pill and like, you know, it'll help. And, and I was like, oh, like, so how long? And he was like, no, you just like for the rest of your life, you just take this pill now. No suggestion like, of diet change. From no, your doctor. no, we didn't even talk about diet. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, and I had met Michelle and we, we were dating back then and she was like, dude, you should change your diet. And so I, I went, wasn't I went, like, go vegan. I was like, yeah, it wasn't like you were sitting across from me. You're like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. It's because you're eating all this garbage. Like, yeah. No, like, you... maybe let's just drown out the bad choices with some more good choices, and you can keep making some of those bad choices. Yeah, you were good. you were a non-pushy vegan, mm. and um, and I changed my diet, and it went away overnight Whoa. without without medication. And I was like, okay, like I guess I'm just vegan now. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't. I was sort of like, oh, I'll do vegan one or two nights a week, or I'll, like I'll just try to cook more at home so I know what's actually in my food. Um, and I had such rapid um, improvement that I was just like, this has to be a complete lifestyle change for me. So Michelle was giving me a bunch of like other cookbooks and websites and th things like that. And I was just like, why do all these vegans sound like they live in Malibu? Yeah. And like, we're both working like shit jobs. And yeah. We're both, no we're both making about 20 grand a year. Like Michelle was at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, people think now because we've had success in our life, like our other jobs were good jobs before mm -hmm. this. It's like, no, I was a cashier. Like when people like, oh, you worked at a grocery store. I was in management. You fuck. Like yeah, people are like, oh, like, like you were corporate, huh? Oh, and she's no, like, no, I had a name tag on and you didn't make eye contact with me. Like, I was, no, shut I was the fuck up. I did that. Bagging your shit. Yeah. I did being that being harassed in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that cart run, motherfucker. I know about that life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like I, you know, I, dr I dropped out of college, um, and I moved out of here to California and all my jobs were like PA jobs, like very low wage jobs where you, you know, you work, uh, 80 hours a week, you make no money. Um, and it's just brutal. And that's, that was part of my, um, my terrible diet. But yeah, I think that we created the kitchen just because we were like, I wish that it's, there was something that didn't take it so self seriously, mm. uh, like all these sort of vegan cookbooks I was reading about how they're, they're sourcing multiple ingredients from different farmers markets. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that. Like mm -hmm. I was also, yeah. I don't know what a lot of these ingredients are, Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm from Houston. Like I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm not a fucking redneck, but like I, I California produce is relatively new to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've grown up in St. Louis. I've told the story on here before, but I was back over Christmas and I was just going to make guacamole for my family over Christmas. And I asked the grocer, I go, where's the cilantro? And he goes, for what? And I was like, because it's great. What are you talking about? And it's like, oh, we have like little plastic cups of already pre-chopped cilantro in tablespoon things yeah. for seven ninety nine. And I was like, oh, the lifestyle here is so different that I'm That's used crazy. to now. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So yeah, like you're saying. Yeah, my 99 cent bushel of cilantro? Yeah, <laughs> where I'm going to use half and then figure it out because I don't know what to do with the other half. Right. Yeah. I grew up on an island off the east coast of Canada called Newfoundland mm -hmm. where a bell pepper was like five bucks. So yeah. growing up, we just didn't. It was meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. So moving to California a couple of years ago, definitely is a game changer and an eye opener and to start in corporate like I'm, I'm into like making my own nut milk now like, that was never never a possibility though and I, my everyone at home's like you're doing what yeah. yeah no there's nothing worse than like when you kind of 
say your lifestyle out loud after living in like LA for a while and you're like fuck me like they got me how did they yeah. get me yeah. know, you, you both have real good skin <laughs> so yeah yeah yo come on <laughs> you know you're not vomiting yeah as the sun comes up anymore right yeah 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 that but was yeah, brutal so we, we started the blog just for shits and giggles because we thought it was a fun thing for us to do with recipes you're developing on yeah, your own so it was my recipes and matt's photography and when we'd write everything together uh. and because we just hated our jobs and you know how when you have real shit jobs like that you're like cool i'm gonna have a, like a little side project so i don't cry all the time and that's all it was. Like, we didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And then it went viral. And then we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, this is a choice we have to make now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember, um, like, flipping through, like, a Martha Stewart living, being like, this would be, like, this photography is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, these tips are helpful. But this would just be so much better if it, like, talked to a kid like me from the south side of Houston. Or, like, Michelle's from East Bay. And that's kind of, like, where the concept came from is it we were just going to be really aggro with the language and like yell at the audience, be like, eat a goddamn salad. Well, and you know, also like how, you know, I was the only vegan I knew forever. I was the only person who was like trying to get people to eat vegetables. And I worked at a grocery store and everybody ate fucking McDonald's all the time. So I'm getting fucking like made fun of at work all the time. For <laughs> being is, vegan. Yeah, which yeah. is totally fine. And so I had to shit talk back. And so like that is our brand is me being like, chill the fuck out. There's sugar in these cookies. Like, get the fuck over. You're not like, mm, the eggy taste of chocolate chip cookies. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who's, who's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I can't wait to taste that yolk. Mm. Yeah. Never, never like cut into a cake and you're like, mm, I gotta get that yolk in there. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't do uh, over easy cake? Yeah. <laughs> in the middle and the yolk runs out? Mm. Dude, Delicious. Do, do not give the internet ideas. <laughs> Someone's gonna do that shit. Yeah. yeah. On Instagram, like there's a there's one account called like Boys Who Cook. I love Boys Who Cook. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's great. It's always like macaroni and a tortilla. Yeah. yeah. With ketchup across the top. Oh, yeah, like, it was like a bu- bunch of hot dogs and like condoms, and they were like sous vide. Like, <laughs> and you're like, dude, that is righteous. Like, your whoever's house that is smells super weird right now. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Smell of cooked condoms and hot dogs. Yeah, Ugh. we all we all know what a room smells like when a condom has been used. Now now mix in that hot dog smell with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and but then also like <laughs> boiling the condom would only make that condom smell just so much worse. Oh my god, that might be the worst smell I can think of that wasn't involving poop. Chemical yeah. warfare. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Chemical warfare right there. <laughs> you guys have a roommate you hate? Well, we've got a hot tip for you. <laughs> oh, you're like hiding it in the vents. <laughs> get home and but clean it all the way up so they never know what the <laughs> fuck that smell is but it lingers yeah. it lingers it's all in their hair if i came home and my apartment smelled super weird and then it's like in the in the kitchen trash there was just like 12 condom like wrappers and like, hot dogs. Like, what the fuck have y'all been doing all weekend i was gone for two days oh. <laughs> i'm so glad i live alone <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the things that like uh, Michelle and I were just like, success to us is having health insurance and living alone. Like that's, yeah. you know, talk. that's, that's being rich. Like, On board. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and why is vegetables important to you? <laughs> why are vegetables important to us? Because uh, I think that they get a really bad rap. Like everybody's had sh- like shitty chicken, but we don't blame chicken. You mm-hmm. know, like we've all had dry, terrible tasting chicken. 
But when and turkey and every turkey. year, y'all lose y'all's minds over turkey <laughs> that is so fucking dry. <laughs> but and then, none, no one listen. If turkey was that good, we'd have it year round. There's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> That's what's up. There's a reason we do it once a year. Yeah. Because we eat it and we're like, oh, this is super oh, never dry. Oh, I like, need to forget. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. But we we'll hold it against vegetables. You know, people will be like, oh, I had a shitty like fucking Brussels sprout. Now I won't eat that shit. Mm. And it's like, no, like chill out. We need the fiber. You know, it's actually more affordable in a lot of places to eat. You know a more plant-based diet like if you think about it the base foods of so many cultures are things like rice and beans mm -hmm. like because it's affordable and that's mm -hmm. that's the reason talking like taco bell culture yeah or? taco bell culture <laughs> yeah taco bell um Chipotle yeah culture. and it just you need <laughs> yeah. it to eat a well-rounded diet like you're even if you're eating meat and potatoes and all of these other things like how are you gonna shit if there's no fiber in your diet? Like, I'm concerned for you. It's mind-boggling <laughs> to me when, when people are just like, you haven't crept in like two days. I'm like, oh, you, dude, I would be so angry. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I haven't wiped yeah. in two weeks. So. Are you just pooping clean? Exactly. <laughs> it's just a swish. Like, <laughs> you're like, I don't even need to check. <laughs> Yeah. Move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's an entourage move. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. no, I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was our whole thing. Is just like you know, we all know that the standard American diet isn't helping anybody out right now. And so, how can we make it less of a big deal to kind of give a shit about what you eat? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be a different kind of person. You don't have to have. Like, I feel like so many of the brands take themselves, like Matt was saying, so seriously and are so holier than thou and also pretend like they've never eaten something shitty in their life. And it's like, no, come the fuck on. Like, just make better choices a couple nights a week. You can still have a shitty sense of humor. We do. And, like, you don't have to be super virtuous. It's just, like, chill the fuck out, eat a salad, I and then eat your cold hot dogs, like, in the middle of the night. Like, do whatever you need to do. I think the vegans get in their own way. Absolutely. Um, that they alienate people, you mm. know, and, and I didn't, I was like, look, this diet worked for me and my health. Maybe it can work for other people. I come from, um, a family that has all kinds of health problems mm -hmm. and, uh, and it really did help me. And, and people were, people were liking the jokes. They mm -hmm. were cooking the food, which was weird to see our food, like Michelle's food really, but like our, our food being in people's homes, which is, I think is a very intimate thing. Absolutely. Like and then just felt this like enormous like panic attack of responsibility <laughs> that like fuck people actually read this and they're they're like they're making the change too and most of our audience are omnivores because if if it was only vegans our book wouldn't have sold as well as it did mm -hmm. yeah these, and like, are, these are just people wanting to eat better and most people want to feel good about the choices they make and yeah. so if you can give them options that taste good and happen to be plant-based like then they're gonna go for it more often than not because it's like okay cool i can feel good about this but i don't feel like i'm giving anything up yeah and that's all the difference and then also not scolding people for when they want to eat their shitty burger or they want to do that thing because it's like that's fine it's in totality mm -hmm. like how are you eating in totality that's that first question that i give people like you don't miss anything you don't miss like cheese pizza i'm like i have pizza for breakfast dude like what are you <laughs> talking about i still eat junk yeah. it's just the ingredients are different but the flavor is like almost identical mm -hmm. like yeah the and then just do you like just do a little bit better yeah, yeah. i think what intimidated me growing up in a place like newfoundland with the meat and potatoes culture was that 
number one, like I didn't know how it could be delicious. Like yeah. I got the Moosewood cookbook when I was oh, a teenager. Yeah, oh, you know, classic yeah. hippie cookbook. You know, and it's like brown rice and spelt bread. Yeah. And there's an, a recipe in there for cinnamon rolls that has no butter or sugar. And you're like, how is this going to be delicious? And a lot of the time, it honestly wasn't. No, and it's that long. We have a long shadow, I think, in plant-based foods from like – 70s hippie food and microbiotic food so it's like low seasoning like you're saying Mm -hmm. like alternative grains that they weren't really all the way knowledgeable about how to cook right and And then there's like the holier than thou aspect along Mm -hmm. with it so it made it really intimidating for me to like i had encounter a vegan and it was like meeting like someone who was just like vibrating at a higher level i was like how did you get up there and it's like (laughs) no you're just real people who just are choosing different but you know how to do it yeah and that's what people i think can learn from your book is like they, they can actually learn that it doesn't have to be crunchy or, or out of reach or any of those oh, things. Oh, yeah. And it can include guacamole. Like, it doesn't need to be. Or your books, be, yeah. I should say. Yeah. How many, it's three now, right? Three, three now, yeah. and we are, um, we just signed another two-book deal. Whoa. So, yeah, the fourth one comes out uh, October 2020. Um, is there anything else happening in the fall in 2020? Nothing? Oh, nothing important. Just the book? Mm. I think yeah, it's just, just the, the book. book. Just the book. So y'all should all, yeah, so... <laughs> To distract yourself, buy our book next fall. Everyone's going to be This is like an 18-month-long like promo. Yeah, like. <laughs> be like, there's a storm a-coming, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to need to cater it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be face we, down in that cookbook. We yeah. will help. But yeah, like I tell people all the time when we do speaking events, um, I'm like, look, before the first book, I couldn't. I didn't know how to cut an onion. I couldn't cook. Like, so what we do is I built him from scratch. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she rebuilt me. Um, we we really try to hold people's hand. It's just like, look, I know it's intimidating. I know you're starting at zero. You don't know what kind of fucking knife to buy. You don't even know what is the best tool in your kitchen. It's a knife, by the way. Yeah, you don't this need to a- buy a bunch of fancy shit. Like for our books, like for the first cookbook, we didn't even have a food processor that could hold more than uh, a cup. Wow. It was yeah, a, you know, it was so a it's shitty little like twenty dollar target yeah, food processor. Yeah, because they're small, you know, and so I could only do one cup at a time. So everything, and we did it on an apartment stove where you can't like boil water and have like a saute pan on it at the same time, you know, because it's that little it's stove. A, yeah. It's a magic chef. Yeah. Like, so like we, our first book, which was number one on the Times list, we cooked out of a kitchen that was a little bit bigger than this table right yeah. here, like. Like there was no, there was only space for one person so standing in the kitchen. So you don't need a bunch of shit. You just need one sharp knife and like a couple bigger bowls, yep. and that's all you fucking need. And you can do it. So I don't want to hear it. You don't need like a sous vide machine. You don't need fucking anything really. You just need a twelve pack of condoms. <laughs> you can sous vide anything. And some veggie dogs. Yeah. yeah. Some veggie dogs. <laughs> <laughs> or that like you know that uh, field roast. Yeah. I wonder if that would work. Oh. Sure. Yes. And for the holidays, a little tofurkey, you know, just get a magnum and throw it in. I assumed, I assumed we were buying magnums. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Was that scary, like, to lean in that hard? Oh, big time. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah, especially because we're both pretty private people. Yeah. Um, and like we contractually, like if you ever do like a, a like a book or anything, like you have to promo it. Um, so, you know, we were like launched on to the national stage. Like we were on national television, like cooking recipes, like with Rachel Ray, which was terrifying. That was the first time on TV it was on yeah. fucking Rachel Ray cooking food, like nationwide. Terrifying. Not her fault. She was sweet. No, she was awesome. She's, she's no, fantastic. But I just wasn't ready. Like, couldn't we do cable access? Like, couldn't we do something else? Like. I'm not asking for pity, yeah. fucking obviously. Yeah, they just threw you off the waterfall. Yeah, and again, a year before that, 
um, because it all happened super fast. So our we started the website in like fall 2012. It went viral in spring 2013. Okay, we got the cookbook deal fall 2013. The book came out October 2014. We wrote in like six months. Okay, and we quit our jobs that we had. Yes. Um, yeah, it was dope. Uh, right Did you like throw a watermelon no, at someone? No. Hell no. Just the opposite. We're like, I'll see you on a few months. Yeah, no, I'm we coming didn't. right back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking a little time off. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, because like. you know, we were like, oh, it's going to be one of those things in like 10 years where I'm going to be like, hey, I wrote a cookbook. Isn't that crazy? Like, you know, so we thought we were going to have to go back to our jobs. We were just going to take time off. Um, so we quit at the holidays like by january 2014 we had quit our jobs i remember we we were uh we when we were shopping the manuscript we were sitting down having coffee and like we're so new this like this doesn't we don't know what any of this means and michelle and i are sitting there we're like do you think we could get like 10 grand like because that's like simultaneously like a lot of money but also we don't know what anything that was half a year's wages for me that was a lot of money yeah and we were just we were just like oh my god i can pay down student loans i can pay my car down like maybe get health insurance like we started like doing the math we're just like oh my god if we both had five grand holy shit (laughs) that would change my fucking life dude like so we we quit the jobs and um by january 2014 and the book came out october 2014 so very it was a very quick process we wrote it all ourselves we're just like cocooned in um like i said matt's shooting everything um and we're styling it and we're doing everything and so we were not ready for a nationwide press tour we were not ready for television or anything like that and like matt said we're super private people like i never had any personal social media of any kind i never had a fucking myspace i never had facebook i never had any shit like that ever in my life because I look, keep my shit close to the look, mask. Like, I'll wait. tell you to to your face, like, oh my God, like I lost a condom inside of me or something. But I'm not going to put that <laughs> shit on the internet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that took a while to register on all your guys' faces, and I really liked it. Um, Jeez. <laughs> She's going for the jugular with that. Right? I feel you like, know, it's like, like there was like a treat underneath a box, and like yeah. you pulled a stick, yeah. and I didn't realize what was going on until it was too late. <laughs> Um, well, we all had MySpace. None of us just talk about it. It's okay. We're all, we're all embarrassed. It's okay. Like, but, so I just really wasn't ready to have like people up in our shit like yeah. that. And it just caused a lot of anxiety for me um, and for Matt, too. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're medicated now, so we're good. <laughs> like, Pharmaceutically and recreationally. And recreationally, yeah. No, it was it was uh, it was an experience. Yeah, we talk all the time about how we're just making it up. Everyone's yeah. just making it the we fuck all up. Are, yeah, isn't that cool? That's yeah. cool. No, it is really you know because I, I always thought because we don't come from places of like successful people. Like people had jobs, they didn't have careers, and so like meeting more and more like quote unquote successful people like in these different industries, I would have thought they all had it figured out, mm. you know, and that they're all like operating on some other level. So this is some like step seven of their 27 step plan. And it's like, no, like you're saying, everyone's just figuring it out. Everybody's faking it till they make it. And for somebody with major imposter syndrome, like that is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I talk a lot about that, you know, especially as being a yeah. woman, you know, being a woman in this day and age where you're really taught to not trust your own experience, yeah. like lived experience. Exactly. So like, no, that didn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just uh, yeah, and- disbelieve what's happening to you in your Or that somehow, you know, this person seems so much more confident, they must be more qualified. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> and as white men, we excel at that. That oh is God. that is our forte. We come out of the womb confident for no reason. Yeah, what's it? New York Magazine? <laughs> I was or? early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the world is yeah. fucking ready for me. Yeah. I can't yeah. keep them You're waiting. Like, I can come back. It's yeah. okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I recently sat down with someone who had a new product, and he explained to me how a vaporizer works and what you do with the weed and where oh. it goes and what a vaporizer is. And I was like, yo. And I tried to sort of tell him my, you know, I've been writing about cannabis since 2007. Yeah. I was the culture editor at High, at Times. High Times. Yeah, like, like yeah. I know, you know, and he, I used to run the roundup of the, like, the consumer reports of vaporizers. And he was like, yes, so anyway, here's the chamber where you put the weed in. And I was like, it's pretty yeah. fascinating. Just look him dead in the eye and be like, yeah. oh, you're serious. Yeah. Weed. Oh, it's called weed. Okay. Okay. And then, and then what? Oh, what? a light, lighter. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's they they so... explain it to you like a child and you respond like a fucking child. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. Especially if when you're partnered with a man, like we go into a lot of pitch meetings for TV shit and all this kind of stuff, and they talk to Matt always. Mm-hmm. But I won't. <laughs> but I don't respond to him because I'll t- I'll immediately turn him show and I'm like, yeah, what do you think? Like I try to like bring her back into the fold because it's like it's a room full of white dudes in suits, uh-huh. you know, and uh, they want to hear it from you. And, yeah. and, and and I'm like, guys. Like, I just give me the money. I don't know. Like, at the, like, well, and then, and then quickly they realize, like, I'm fucking chatty as hell and I got a lot of opinions. And so you better fucking start making eye contact with me because I'm going to fucking walk. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit. I know I came from the grocery store, but I can go back. Those skills transfer. I, yeah, it's intense. I mean, we share an email that's, you know, both of our names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Hey, yeah. Hey, six. hey, Matt. And yeah. you're like, hi, it's both of us. Or hey, Mike. And I'm like, it's, you know, we sign them, Mike and Mary Jane or Mary Jane and Mike. Sometimes I put my name first and often it'll still be like, yep. what's up, Mike? Thanks for oh getting my God, in touch. This is exactly what happens to me, too. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And then we had a, a bookkeeper that would always just be like, hey, Matt. And I, finally, I was like, we need a new bookkeeper. Like, I'm fucking done proving that I am an equal business partner. And here, I, I, I've corrected well, you three times. Yeah, and I, I hate being the fucking... Yeah, it's not on you. We're not complaining about y'all. I hate, I hate being the unofficial CFO of the company. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I got enough shit I got to do today. I can't... Don't talk to me about numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't turn her against me, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to take photos. <laughs> no time for this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking it's a, hell. It's a wild experience. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, yeah. Hopefully are you, are hopefully you guys like it. around each other like 12 hours a day? Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. A lot I, of the time. I come over here almost every single day yeah. yep. and plant myself right at this table. Mm-hmm. And we just sit across from each other and we're just on Google workshop. Drive. Like, yep. shout out Google <laughs> yes! Drive. That is our platform of choice as well. Yeah. Shared docs. Yeah, oh, exactly. And then I'll highlight it. Sometimes it'll be like in the other room, but we're still in the same place. And I'll be like, hey, what's up? And yeah. I just, <laughs> like, yep. This is a, I like this WeWork space. Yeah. yeah you should, should rent out a corner over here. Yeah. This is $500 a month for this corner. Yeah. What a dumb business model they have. Well, yeah. it is dumb. Yeah. It's more like. It's I mean, they're making a ton of money, but like. Well, I was thinking about the other day because I saw another WeWork and I'm like, okay, this is what fucking boomers don't get. So we can't get a job with benefits, with any kind of protections, like in terms of fire. We're all freelance. We don't even have a place we can go to to work anymore. So now we have to pay money to work out of other buildings because we can't work in a building. 
and they have the fucking audacity to complain about our fucking avocado toast. For, you, you, like, yeah. <laughs> how fucking dare you? You could, have, you could have three rents living in Los Angeles. You could pay monthly to park your car mm-hmm. for a WeWork and for a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, and you're going to come after me because maybe I like to treat myself to a cappuccino on a Friday. Yeah. Like, Goddamn millennials. God damn God it. damn millennials. <laughs> Y'all ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least we're all getting the legal weed landscape nowadays. Oh, well, That's... now that their arthritis is flaring up, now yeah. they have to fucking, goddammit, boomers, only when everything's convenient for you. Only when everything's <laughs> convenient. There was a tweet two days ago, maybe two and a half days ago, where... What about the record show? Yeah, no. I'm not, don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something along the lines of, would you eat these worms to save the world. Oh, I saw it with a nasty patty. Yeah, and and somebody just retweeted it saying, uh, no, don't put that on me that I have to eat worms because you are ruining the world business that bought this article to come out so that yeah. you could keep killing us. Right. And it was like this like deep worm, no pun intended, wormhole of like conspiracies where I was like, oh, everything I'm reading about how I need to eat worms and I need to do this and I need to do that is like low-key a business buying like ad space to write some fucking scientific thing that tells me that I'm the problem. Well, yeah, yeah. and then how we have to get rid of straws because turtles, it, you know, it's in their nose in the ocean when like 80% it's, nuts. it's all, you know, byproducts of the fishing industry that's mm-hmm. causing so much of this plastic no in the ocean. No no, 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 Yeah, totally. It's well, she put the straw in the turtle's nose. Is that what you think? <laughs> no, but I do. <laughs> grab the turtle out, shoves it in his throat and says, fucking take, take that net Content motherfucker. is content, baby. Like that shit went viral, okay? <laughs> it paid for this. You see this house? <laughs> uh, speaking as someone related to fisheries scientists, they're doing their best to clean it up. Yeah, well, but, you know, like the. But the Pacific garbage patch is not because of straws. Oh no, straight no, up, it's commercial yeah. commercial fishing gear. Yeah. yeah, like the things that whales are getting tangled up in. Yeah, it's not like a net made of fucking straws from, you know, the local ho ho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's an insane thing to picture. (laughs) Not the problem. You're so right. You're so right. I'm looking for this quote, like you're saying about um, fucking big businesses, like pushing it onto us about like we need to change. You need to save the planet because they fucked it up. Yeah, it's like no, bitch. I don't need to do shit. You did it. I, I had a friend of mine uh, put on Facebook as, the other day a post that just said cognitive dissonance is a hard thing and it was just someone who was basically like it's not my fault that the planet is dying and then a bunch of people were like well it's not our fault either and it was like yeah it, it's just dying it's, that's just yeah. the fact and everyone needs to get on board and address it no matter whose fucking fault it is let's figure it out well j- totally like you know? I yeah I, and I think that a lot of just me personally and I I think that I try to incorporate this with our brand is like you can't change what happened yesterday, but you you can definitely change tomorrow. Yes. You know, like um, I don't come from a particularly good background. I had a pretty violent childhood. I sold drugs, you know, and now like I make vegan cookbooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like if I'm helping reduce climate impact, animal consumption, death, mm-hmm. you know, people are eating better, then like in some way. You can turn the ship. It's just going to take a little while, you know, but you, you can definitely like, oh, I didn't ruin the planet. It's like, it doesn't matter who ruined the fucking planet. Tomorrow we got to fix it. You know, like all this infighting doesn't do jack shit. Yeah. yeah. No, here, here's the here's the quote I heard about the big businesses that I thought was really 
Great. Um, so you can tell the rich and the powerful in our age to do more good, but you can never tell them to do less harm. You can tell them to give more, but you can't tell them to take less. You can tell them to share the spoils of extreme capitalism, but you can't tell them to renovate capitalism. Mm-hmm. Boom. 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 <laughs> Boom. And now every time I see like, oh, McDonald's, we gave a hundred or, you know, you know, $3 million in college scholarships this year. It's like, no, we don't need you to do more good. We need you to do less harm. We need you to pay your workers well. We need you to give them fucking insurance. We need you to do all these other things. Don't distract me with your fake charity. Like, so you helped four people. Like, congratulations. Like, do the work. Like, I don't give a shit. We saw saw some bank give a check to like a local community community. And it I was, was like, Wells Fargo. Shots fired. <clears throat> Shots fired. That's our, that's our bank. <laughs> but uh, they gave they gave this check and they had this big ceremony. The check was like for five thousand dollars. I was like, Wells Fargo, y'all got more than five thousand dollars to yeah, give fuck. to help the local community. What the fuck? Like, and they had the big check printed out and everyone had that shit in grin and they're holding. So the- it was like a photo op, and it's like, fuck you guys, <clears throat> and it just drives me crazy. Where it's like, oh, so I have to bring reusable bags. Because you can't stop giving single-use plastic to us. And then you shame us for fucking using it. Yeah. Like, fuck you, actually. Like, it's not our fault that we use the products you gave us. Have some fucking you, forethought. You kind of see where our brand comes from. <laughs> <laughs> this, is kinda, this is very on brand for Thug Kitchen. Awesome. Did you see that Dutch economist who went to Davos and yes. was like holding some fucking feet to the fire? And he's like, the answer is taxes. Yeah. Everyone just needs to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we are overthinking this. We just need the rich to pay their fair share of taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely 100% agree with that. I would even take it a step further that every year when I file my taxes, why do I have to give the government a receipt of how I spent my money that year? If I, if I give my money to the government... I want a receipt on what y'all spent my money on. So if I'm buying tanks and shit that are sitting out on a tarmac. When the Pentagon loses $5 billion. Dude, no. Fix, Can I say that? Fix the subways. <laughs> fix the roads. Yes. Feed kids in school. Fund schools. Like We could have single-payer insurance. Like You're, yes. you're buying shit I didn't approve. Yeah, like, like, fuck, yeah. fuck charter schools. Let's just fund public schools. Oh, you don't want your kid to go to this shitty public school in your neighborhood? Fix it. Maybe you should work on helping make your public school better, not just saving your own child. Like, mm-hmm. save the fucking community, you dicks. We're a food brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, I hate, like, I only ever went to public school, and people shit on public school all the time. And it's like, if it's shitty, then we made it shitty. It's not a, an institution that exists outside of itself. Mm-mm. It's like, it's what we fucking do. I'm a proud student of California public schools. And you're a New York Times bestselling author. And so suck my dick <laughs> and then fucking fix it. Like, uh, all yeah. right. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, there's going to be an article that comes out that is like blaming the cows for the methane gas. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their fault. They, they can definitely control that whole like methane gas yeah, thing. Yeah, they definitely made themselves pregnant constantly to get the milk for the milk industry. Yeah, they definitely did that because they're loving life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just got to slaughter all them cows. Uh-huh. Yeah. We just kill them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you drank milk? Um, Intentionally? Fucking who knows? Like fucking maybe I was gross. like... 12 yeah yeah mm. yeah it's I only, disgusting i only ask because i went on next door app oh. which if anyone listening doesn't know what next door app delicious is, it's, <laughs> it's a fear-mongering bloodbath for bored 
people to sit at home and be racist. Yeah. And, uh, and I Wait, w- this post got you banned, though. I did get banned the, yeah, from next door. For a post. Oh. Did you get, like, perma-banned? Hold on. Well, they want me to apologize and promise to never do it again like they're my mommy. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. To okay, what that. did you do? I just wrote, hey, y'all, we still drinking milk or <laughs> we over that shit? <laughs> They went wild. Oh my god! Twenty-four hours. There was like seventy comments, and then eighty comments, uh. and everyone coming for each other about milk, and it was fucking insane. Oh, that's so funny. I learned. I learned. I learned about pea milk. Oh, I'm yeah. now buying Ripple. I didn't know about it oh, before. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ripple. But it was just people who were like, "I drink milk every single day for the rest of my life, and if you don't think I should drink milk, well, then mind your own business." And then somebody else is posting a three-page New York Times article, copy and paste, that you have to scroll your thumb. <laughs> like six times to get through it <laughs> explaining why milk is bad and you're killing them and it's just it was an insane like i don't even know what it means god i wish i like, wish i had seen that i would have jumped in the comments what? i'm like actually milk killed my father so like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh like he like had some sort of like disease or something no a milk truck ran him over so fuck milk yeah. fuck milk for life <laughs> so what did they want you to apologize for inciting dairy-based violence I think like, so like yeah that, i think that's the idea it's like this isn't what this is for it's you know people who are a black person standing on the corner yeah. that, <laughs> that's that is next door though it's just like people t- taking cell phone photos out their window through the shades being like who's this yeah and you're like just a person on public property. They're on the sidewalk. <laughs> They're allowed to be there. Yeah. You need a hobby. Like, <laughs> you need to get out more. Well, the I, fuck is wrong with you? To this whole milk fight, I feel like that's so much of what, you know, um, the algorithm-based internet experience has caused is that people are associating themselves with their preferences. And it's like, no, you are not your fucking preferences. Like, there is more to you than your love of bacon, the fact that you're a registered Republican, and that you drink a glass of milk every day. Like, but that's what my bio says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you, if if I don't agree with you on one of those things, it doesn't mean I'm calling you a shitty person because you are not your fucking preferences. So don't be defensive of your preferences. Same thing with vegans. Like, chill the fuck out. Somebody makes a joke about a fucking vegan. Is that all you are? Is there nothing more to I'm, you? We, we, laugh, <laughs> we laugh at that shit because we're like, yeah, we do do that shit. Like, <laughs> but you, you that's spot on. Like, you yeah. gotta chill the fuck out. Like, it, you are not, you know, your love of Disneyland, the color purple, and an Aries. You are other things. You just nailed two out of three things in my life, though. When yeah. I'm an Aries, yeah. my brother is a Disneyland freak. Oh, my so God. I don't know what you're pulling from with that yeah. facade. Like, <laughs> it's good. Um, I Don't worry. It's the veganism. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're vibrating on that yeah, level. Don't even yeah. worry about me. Y'all. Level level eight vegan. Mm, you're not ready. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm still down with the newbies. <laughs> I have two more questions that I'm really excited to ask you all. Yeah. How the fuck do you manage your time? <laughs> oh, please share. Uh, oh, great question. <laughs> right. I am. I am. I'm simultaneously the best and worst boss. Uh-huh. Like when we, after we did the first book and it, and it sold well and it was a success and we got uh, book two and three and then. We took a couple years off because after the third book, I was like, I never want to write another fucking book well, again. Well, okay, so we were working everything out of our houses, which so many people have to. I'm saying houses. I mean apartments. I'm not, I'm not paying I mean work. apartments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we realized that we had no work-life balance. Like there was, well, there was nothing, no separation. There was no yeah. separation and it wasn't good because like 
we were talking about everything happened so fast for us and it was all so all consuming that we needed some delineation because we'd always been you know like punch card employees we needed to feel like we were going to work and that there were work hours not that we don't work after after hours Mm -hmm. but that we needed like a nine to five thing to feel like normal people um and so i mean and we we were also coming from two very different ways like you were on um full-time schedule at the grocery store yeah. yeah And retail hours are, you know, awful. Yeah, they're sporadic and you can't plan your life. Um, And mine, like I, you know, I was working production. So I was just like Monday through Saturday, Saturday are just completely off limits for me. Yeah. Um, I get one day a week and that's, and I'm on call on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But that's to do laundry and cook and do all the other human things that um, I couldn't do. So when we did this, um, I think that we just went full force into it and we had no structure and we had to build that out for ourselves. Yeah, and be honest about like, I do my best work early in the morning because I'm a morning person, but Matt is better in the evening. On the night shift. Yeah, and so <laughs> that I'll start working earlier and I can't be resentful of Matt because he works later than I do. And then to also try to keep, we have a you know a workplace that we go and work at, but then we have those set times and we have those set hours, so it gives some normalcy to it. Um, because it's fucking hard. If you have 24 hours in a day to work, you're either going to work all of them or you're probably going to work none of them. Like, yep. it's going to be one of the two. And so we have to be structured with our shit. We have to treat it like a real job instead of like a dream come true because that's how you fuck it up. Like, if you don't treat it like a job, it's not going to be your job for very long. Yeah, you take it for mm. granted. Like, I, when, I know this seems silly, but like, one of my big things is like, I got to stop working in my PJs. Cause I would wake up, I'd still be wearing my pajamas and I'd get on my laptop and I'd be doing work. Three hours would pass by and then I'm like, oh shit, it's lunchtime and I'm still in my PJs. And the days, like like Michelle said, you either do work all the time or you never work and you just sit on the couch and you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, so. So we had to, even though, you know, we didn't want to, we had to we, treat it like a job. We, we got uniforms pretty much as. <laughs> Name tags. As, yeah, yeah. We had to treat it like a job. Otherwise. Um, we had just been in the workforce for too long in a different, you know, yeah. in a different way. And so it's like this freelance shit. We couldn't do it without making it feel like what we thought of as work. But it's, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we record our podcast on Mondays, which comes out every Thursday. Shout, yeah. shout out. Forked up. Shout out to the Forked Up pod. <laughs> yes. Um, we record on Mondays, which takes most of our day. Um, as you guys know, podcast days are kind of like a blackout day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I mean like Monday through Friday is pretty much a shot for like 12 hours. Um, and then we both like Saturday and Sunday, we try to like, we can worry it and like spend time with like our outside friends and family, you know, like, and, and like do our hobbies and then, you know, go back in on Monday. Fill up the picture. So you can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Have something to do, have some context for our jokes, like have something of a life because for, so, you know, the first book came out October 2014. Second book came out October 2015. The third book came out October 2016. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And again, it's just Matt and I. And it was. To, to, to just interrupt for a second, each of these books are different. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. 100 like plus a, new recipes yeah. every new, single time. New recipes every book. New and um, in different areas. Yes, exactly. Yep. And, Fuck, and we do a lot of writing in our cookbooks more than most people. So, you know, there's <clears> jokes and asides and all these other things and pop-up graphics and all this stuff. And, you know, our illustrator is a buddy of ours, so we work hand in hand with him, like, doing the layouts and doing the illustrations and, like, doing all of this stuff. And so... I think we need, like, after the third book, we had to take a step back and be like, 
we need time to recalibrate our lives and like be funny. Because if I write a fourth book right now, like I, we can deliver, but is it going to be the best book we could possibly yeah, do? Yeah, if, no if, if you want it in five months, we can do it. But I'm going to have full body hives the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaking out in a rash. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a cost. I don't know what to fucking tell and you. Like, and like, you know, and, and after every book comes out, we go and we do citywide tours and like, some of the cities like we we keep going back to and it's kind of weird to come back after like a year and be like us again mm. what's up what's up y'all like, yeah. th yeah. thanks for coming back out but um, like you're saying like we have to fill back up that picture um and so we've gotten so much better at that since the third book of just being like hey like if there's nothing to give then there's nothing to give and so you need to do something in your fucking life whether you can only get a half a day on a sunday like don't apologize for not doing your laundry. Like, go on a fucking walk. Like, yeah. you don't owe anyone absolute productivity every hour of every we, day. And the fact that we feel guilty about that shit is fucked up. Ridiculous. Yeah. 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 We, we, we've talked about this on our show before, but that sort of um, no days off mentality, I think, is toxic. Yeah, shut the fuck up um, about your hustles and all your hustles. Like, sometimes we're just broke and it's fine. Yeah. And maybe you need an afternoon to, like, chill the fuck out. And yeah. that's okay. That's not being lazy. We talk about this sometimes because I feel like I need to, in, in what we set up together, sometimes we need to just set up when it's okay to feel let down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't feel let down by you if you're just out living your life or having dinner with a friend. I can't feel let down by you if we agreed to meet at three o'clock to work on an article. Yeah. And that there has to be a delineation when you spend that much time with someone. It just seems like it gets really easy to be let down yeah. unless you delineate very clearly. This is the work time. And now this is a time when, yeah, maybe we'll hang out. But if I say I'm not going to make it to that movie, you're not allowed to be upset with me. Yeah, yeah. because that's private versus right. Yeah, where it, it's it is really important to draw those boundaries, though. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard because we are buddies. Like, I'm, yeah, we're best friends. We'll know each other until one of us dies. Probably me. Yeah, you were talking. You were talking about the different risks that we take, but I was thinking, I was like, Michelle's risk is like showing me an email, be like, "Hey, is this shitty?" And like, <laughs> and like my risk is Michelle walking outside, and she's like, "Why are you holding a blowtorch?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'll die first for sure. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm louder, and that's low key crazier. Yeah. Like, yeah, no question. Um, I'm like, what? It's not lit. <laughs> I, when did you buy that? Yeah, he impulse bought a machete, and I was getting super concerned. Wow. Um, but we use it all the time. <laughs> but yet, yeah, when it's only two people, like it is hard because you have, you know not romantic but an intimate relationship with each other and so it is hard to be like oh you're gonna go get your car detailed for three hours in the middle of the day like i need this and it's like no you cleared that with me i said it was okay now i can't have my feelings fucking hurt mm -hmm. like if we're doing like different shit that's not a real example but <laughs> like <laughs> i mean it could be yeah, yeah absolutely totally yeah. but yeah it's hard when it's two people and you're really only responsible to each other so to speak mm -hmm. and how do you fucking work on that and not murder everyone like it's made us i think better partners for our other romantic interests because it's like yeah you got to grow the fuck up mm. yeah like that ultimately that's it like people like <laughs> better communication pe people who have known us like since even before the the books um they're like, man, that's so great that like y'all like met and you had this relationship and it didn't work out, but like you're still best friends and like you and you somehow you make this business work. And I'm like, dude, don't get me wrong, like we kill each other like at least once a month. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, but, 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 this but shit didn't happen. But it did it We decided it, to it make takes, it work. <laughs> it does take yeah. work and you do have to communicate and be like, you know, like 
okay, you did this and I feel this way and I, and I don't want to fight and I want to get the project done. But like, you know, we both have to be adults about this. So when you, you know, if you say, you know, a, I need you to do a, when you say you're going to do a, you know, yeah. communication, I think is, was one of our biggest hurdles. Um, but yeah, you just have to grow fast. Yeah. But like, yeah, when people are like, I don't know how you guys do this. It's like, no, we decided to. And you have to learn how to fight well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's okay. It's okay to have constructive criticism. Yeah. You know, and you, you, it's inevitable that someone's going to do something that disappoints the other one. Mm-hmm. It's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. It's the human experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How well, I let down everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's oh, it. for sure. Yeah. 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 I, that's why I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, who can I let down today? Um, that's like, <laughs> no, or you have that panic attack about that email you haven't responded to and it's been two weeks and then you still just don't do it. Yeah. Because you're like, well, if, if I do it now, it's been two weeks. And like, well. Yeah, be like, well, how am I going to feel shitty about myself tomorrow? At least I know what this one is. I'll just keep feeling bad about First it. First day of week three, I will reply. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's something great about that because then it'll sit in my drafts yeah. with the first line being like, found this in my junk. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Sorry for the delay. Yeah. And, and we all know 99% of the time that's a lie when we've received that email. But like, I appreciate the song and dance. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, just seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just crazy. <laughs> yeah. What does your R and D look like? Mm. It, you know, it takes fucking forever. So we'll come up with like a concept for the book, like you know, whatever it is, and then um, I'll come up with a, like what I kind of want the recipes to look like, and then we just cook through everything over and over again. But then I have to be like oh, we have too much grains. Like we need, you know, so it's not like these rec- these recipes, even though they're not meant to all be cooked at the same time, they are a collection when they're in the book. So I can't give you multiple roasted veggies recipes. I can't give you too much shit with pasta. Like I can't do all of these things. So I have to sit there and cook it that way. And then we have to sit there with, you know, Matt and be like, okay, how can we shoot these that these are going to look different? Do too many of these things look the same? And then because I'm the much better cook, then we have to have Matt cook them and be mm-hmm. like, where did you fuck it up? Where did you get confused? Like, and so we send all the recipes to our friends too after we they really, go through Matt. We do, we do a lot of development that is kind of non-traditional. Like when we signed our first book, even when we were negotiating the most recent fourth one, they were like, yeah, like, are you going to pay like a third, Professional pa- or a third party to like test? And we were kind of like, yo, trust us. Like the, mm. we've done this for three books, you know, like we, we got it. But yeah, we will, Michelle will give it to me. And if it's either too vegan or too hippie. Or if he or doesn't like, know what Or if I don't know how are. to, yeah, if I'd like, you know. And then after that, we'll give it, like after Michelle kind of adjusts it to me, then we'll go give it to other friends and family who, who are, none of them are vegan. And none of them are good cooks. And that's what's important. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because then that way, when, you know, my girlfriend Rebecca is like. Oh, what? thrown her under the bus like that. Hey, she knows. She'll follow. <laughs> she'll follow. Like, she's so smart in real life. What are you, you going to dox her on the pod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's so smart in real life. And then she'll she'll cook a recipe. Like, let's say there's eight steps in a recipe. She'll cook them all perfectly till five. And then it's like she lights the book on fire and is like, just going to finish it on her own. And then shit just goes wrong every single time. So she's one of my favorite people to give recipes to because I'm like, <laughs> where did you just give up and be like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to. Blind confidence. Yeah. And so then I can adjust, you know, either how I'm phrasing instructions or kind of maybe take out a couple steps, dumb it down or kind of be like, oh, this using an extra pot really annoyed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that regular folks can yeah, use we, the cookbook. We do call that out in a lot of recipes. We're like, that pot that you just made this in, set that aside, we're going to use it. Yeah, don't, you can just, uh, yeah, wipe it out, but you yeah. don't need to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that just comes from both how we cook, having small kitchens, and then the people we have test our recipes. Because if I'm sending it to a professional tester, it's a totally... They're doing it. it the a, feedback a is kitchen. different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's it's going to be very, you know, they want to normalize the recipe direction like language because, you know, you always do it like this and you phrase it like that. And, oh, you said chop, but really it was more of a like, like, no, <clears throat> like my brother knows what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's, that's who I need yeah. to know what I mean. I actually don't need you, this, you know, this person who's done all this culinary stuff to know what I mean. And we Maybe. see we see that feedback in real time on like social when people will post something on Twitter and they're like, this took minutes to make, you know, and we're like, yeah, we we poured a week into that fucking recipe trying to get that as simple as possible and as, as flavorful as possible for mm-hmm. you. So that's that's good to, we're constantly getting people who are like, oh, I'm not a vegan, but I, I make this recipe two, two times a week because it's so easy. I made this dip right here, this green garbanzo um, with cheese yeah, and fresh our, basil our and lemon. Yeah. So freaking good. And it took like two and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna crunch now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's so yeah, tasty. I saw, what was it, like we, you did that um, recipe and then like six months later, like all the, all the like food outlets were like, is pea guacamole the new thing? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, what already did that. that yeah. It's fine. Like if you go to our website, you can see what food trends. A lot of- we named. We had a cold brew coffee recipe. Yeah. On our website in what 2012. Mm-hmm. We still do. We, <laughs> wow. We have. I'm not naming restaurants, but like there's a lot of menus that we go and we look at, and the Michelle will eat a bite of it. Or I'll eat it and she'll be like, this is our fucking recipe. Like, <laughs> and it's, and it's and okay. True. Like, it's, like, it's I, fine. I'm like, not looking for money. I don't give a fuck. It's, it's flattering, but also like, I don't know. We, after our first book came out, so Thug Kitchen's slogan is eat like you give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the year after that, Carl's Jr. changed their marketing to eat like you mean it. And we were like, fuck y'all. Because like, fuck you. Yeah. Because yeah, like, y'all, y'all follow just... us on social media. And I know that that's not... That's marketing that's following us. So like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, whatever. <laughs> that's not the Burger King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, where's to... your queen? Yeah. Where's... <laughs> Low key just got a vent because he set it up. So I got to make it about myself and get something off my chest real quick. Go ahead. The uh, the amount of writers and people in the entertainment industry who have fake Twitter accounts to follow a bunch of people and then mm-hmm. steal their ideas yeah. for their fucking TV show is sinister. It's fucking sinister. Hmm. It's yeah. It's, so when it's, you it's have a problem. Like that, yeah. it sucks. Or like you, my friend had something pop off and go viral, and then Arby started using that emoji sequence mm-hmm. for their own marketing scheme, and he's like, "Oh fuck all of you!" And yeah. then it makes yeah. you look crazy to complain about it. Yeah. And you're like, but no, I fucking know that that's how it happened. Yeah, you're you're a you know five hundred million dollar corporation. Like you can you're using my layout or my joke or my format or whatever it is like kick me five grand yeah, well, something or like, like the photographer sure. who does who did the thing with like the girlfriend's hand pulling him right 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 and like oh now, that meme the meme with the girl who's out of focus and yeah it is turned yeah yeah no no not that one the it's like she's walking up to a temple and like he's uh, her arms behind her yeah it's like a really beautiful view and she's like leading this dude's hand yeah and so it was like a like an Instagram account or something that went viral a couple of years ago. And now it's in every like travel company or airline thing. They're using the same imagery, the same shot for all of their shit. And I was like, of course they don't have to pay him for it. 
obviously because right. it's just you know photo composition but like that would piss me off so fucking much mm. because it's like no i that's my fucking thing that me and we, my girl did on my fucking tumblr yeah. <laughs> you know or whatever yeah. It was. yeah i had no money i put that whole trip on a credit card <laughs> <laughs> you can pay for the trip at least yeah. <laughs> can you copyright a recipe no no Oh, that's tricky too. Yes, you yes. can't. I'm um, you. All you can do is Fuck. like you, it's essentially the just, cha- just change a word or two. And so it's you like... can't copyright ingredients, mm. basically, like the order of ingredients. So it's just the wording of a direction. So it's almost impossible. Like that's why people keep their recipes secret. Yeah, I um I I had one more thing as we wrap up that is like near and dear to my heart. My mom uses a fucking paring knife for everything <laughs> and one pan. And, you know, she has her like six moves in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you got to sharpen that knife sometimes. She's like, no, you just push harder. No. And it's like, no. That's how you lose a digit. Yeah, yo, people right? get injured yeah. way more with dull knives than they do with sharp knives because you're pushing like crazy and then it skids off the tomato skin and chops your fucking thumb off. Sharpen your knife. You can, it's not expensive. Even if you go to fancy places, it's like, maybe a dollar an inch for your knife. So if it's a fucking paring knife, well, you're at a dollar fifty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and if you got that coupon. Yeah. You know exactly. you got coupons in the Midwest. Everyone's coupon. What, oh yeah. what is the tiny knife thing? Because my mom does the same know. thing. It's one tiny knife and one cutting board. And she'll like, I asked her at Christmas if she could help me mince some garlic. And finally I was like, just give, just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's a generation of people who like were scared they were going to chop their finger off. Yeah. So they want one dull, tiny knife. And it's like, no, give me a That's big, not sharp thing. knife. Yeah. I'm going to be fast and I'm not going to lose a thumb. Yeah. Yeah, we, we tell people all the time, like, if you need one thing in your kitchen, like, one absolute have-to-have utensil, it's a knife and yeah. a good knife. Like, spend a buck fifty on it, you know, like, uh, or, like, $200. Like, get, get a good knife. Like, don't don't go cheap. Don't, don't get that uh, Target set that's, like, $20 and you get, like, 12 steak knives that you're never going to fucking use. Yeah, no, no. You know? And for the same price, you could get one good knife. Right. Yeah. 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 Glorious Wistoff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that fifty dollar knife block of all the we're, shitty knives. We're shun fans are, ourselves. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good enough yeah. for Alton Brown, it's good enough for me. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Hey, yeah. Real quick, he uh, retweeted my cookie. <gasps> no. I made his chocolate oh, shit, cookie good for you, man. Held it up, and he retweeted that with "looks perfect." And I, I just he like, did this. He did the sticky for, note. Yeah. Damn yeah. tight. Like, <sighs> yeah. Okay, so now we're legit jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say that that cookie was made in a bet that you lost to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's her cookie that went viral. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually real talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I came for her with what the better chocolate chip was, and I lost by a landslide. Oh, tell yeah. me about that. Who's the winner? It was Milk versus Dark, and I oh. won with Milk because classic yeah it's yeah. the classic and alton brown agreed mm-hmm. and like <laughs> and dark can be divisive some people they don't they I'm, don't like tasting okay, the cacao but milk so chocolate much. chip but a chopped dark chocolate it's like just a, a, like a it's a like different a chunk? Ex- yeah okay. chopped up in the cookie and then folded in not the not the drop not the Hershey's no. kiss different experience okay see now we're start we're starting another <laughs> we're starting another bracket learning now, so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a different game. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Thug bacon? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be right there. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there for the taking. It, vegan food has not done bacon well. That's the oh. way, like, no. cheese, cheeses are getting very good. Milk is very, like, oat milk especially is really good. Love it. But, like, every time I try, like, like 
coconut bacon or something. I'm just like, stop calling it bacon. Call it like crispy coconut. Call something like yeah, yeah. smoky coconut bites. Yes, yeah, smoky tempeh, but like bacon. Yeah, like yeah when you not... invite the comparison, you're inviting criticism. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like turkey bacon though, for real. Just yeah, it's not bacon. Well, this actually might be a good way to segue into uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about, which is. Some of your, a lot of your recipes are wildly accessible, and mm-hmm. you might have three-fourths of those ingredients already in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. But for people who don't know what a jackfruit is, who people don't know what nutritional yeast is, who people don't know what liquid aminos are, can you just give a calming description <laughs> so that people aren't intimidated by these things that are well worth their time? Yeah. Do you so- want us to do like ASMR? Or like- <laughs> yeah, this is the whisper yeah. portion? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know you hear jackfruit, and you're focusing on the word fruit. So how could it be the meat in a taco? You're confused. I get it. Okay, ignore that. Think of it more like a potato situation where it can take on the flavors. It has no flavor itself. It comes in a can. You're almost never going to see it fresh unless you're in a crazy city like LA. And it just shreds so it looks like pork, but it has no flavor. Don't focus on the name. Yeah, don't focus. Why, we just move why do we have? It. Why do we have grapefruit? We mm-hmm. have a fruit that is a grape. <laughs> Like explain yeah. that. Like don't we get don't caught, need don't get caught in the details. Don't get caught yeah. in the details. And so you just marinate it. You make you add a ton of flavor because by itself it's going to be boring. And so when you see it like a shredded meat, they're not. They're just smoking it or they're marinating it and then grilling it and then it adds a lot of flavor and it does not taste sweet at all. Yeah, the marinating and seasoning is the biggest thing. I think a lot of people's mistake when they get jackfruit and we tell people like you can go to Trader Joe's and get it in the can. Yeah, and that's where we get ours. Do you don't? And eat. It's a green can. It's, it's a, a green, green can. can. Yeah. It's I think a dollar ninety nine maybe, and it's a big ass can. None of our recipes call for more than two of those cans, and they last in your fucking pantry for like, like two years. Cook it, and like cook the shit out of it. Yeah, like, almost like, burn it. Yeah, and it'll taste bomb. And then like liquid aminos, it's just a different kind of soy sauce, basically. Like it's just a different taste. Don't worry about it. If you're like, how am I going to use it? How do you use soy sauce? Just figure that's, it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, what else? Nutritional, Nutritional yeast. yeast. Yeah. That's the weird um, one. Yeah. We call it nooch. Um, that's kind of like the hippie term for it. Oh, yeah. But, and it um, sounds way better. Oh, yeah. Is it the same thing as brewer's yeast? No. Common no. mistake. People think that. And I'll see sources that say them as the same thing. It's not at all. Brewer's yeast is much more nutty where nutritional yeast has like a cheesy taste to it. So you hear yeast. It's not for baking. It doesn't taste yeasty at all. It tastes like Cheeto dust. Mm. And so that's how you want to use it. Like, mm. where would I add Cheeto dust? To popcorn. Everywhere. Fucking yeah. bomb. So, yeah. What Buttered means? noodles. A lover's fucking, neck. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy trail right down. Beautiful. Just, just yeast flakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the, to the people at home who don't know what this is. This looks like fish food. Because yeah, it's, like, it's like flaky. Food. It's yeah. like yellow. <laughs> just like, yeah, doing like a body shot of yeah. nutritional yeast oh. on somebody. <laughs> Just like a dipstick, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a fabulous mime, but yeah. So it it just ta- it's Cheeto dust. It has no yeasty characteristics. You can't make bread with it. Just use it where you'd put like shitty craft Parmesan cheese, basically, mm-hmm. and treat it the same way. They probably have the same amount of dairy in them, which is none. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if it's your first time using it, like Michelle said, just sprinkle on some popcorn. See how you like it. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good segue yeah, into or like buttered yeast. noodles, like yeah, buttered easy, noodles is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when we write a recipe, if I'm calling for something that's weird because I worked in a grocery store for so long, we'll, we'll do an asterisk, and at the end of the recipe, I'll kind of explain what it is, and then I'll be like, oh you know in the grocery store it's going to be here like with um, it's between barbecue beans and ketchup yeah like liquid, <laughs> liquid smoke liquid smoke is you know like it's basically 
vanilla extract but as smoke so it tastes like smoke you can add it to your recipes so you're not barbecuing anything you're not doing anything and it adds just like that smoky depth of flavor that a lot of people want it's like four dollars at the grocery store it'll last you a hundred years it's, it's- it's not smoke. Yeah. And it is It is in liquid form. Yeah. Don't focus on the name. Yeah. <laughs> what is a grapefruit? Yeah. None of us know. But it's near, the, and I, in our recipes, I'm like, it's near the barbecue sauce at, in your grocery store. Like, you haven't even looked. Stop freaking out. I promise it's there. I know you've never heard it before, but it's at your fucking grocery store. I fucking promise the you. The Smart and Final has it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, you got this, guys. Like, do not worry. Don't let this one thing intimidate you. And if I call for a weird spice, like coriander, that people don't have regularly stocked in the United States all the time. I'm like, listen, don't go to the store and just buy this. Just use more cumin. If you already have coriander, use it here then. Like, it's fine. Yeah. In a way, like we're writing it, like the books and, and the recipes and everything, kind of like we're like, I don't know, at least for me, I'm talking to like my old self. It's like, dude, you got this. Like, I know you don't know shit about what this product is or how to use it or how to chop or like, you know, this is scary, but you got it. You know, and just trying to give the confidence, you know, pass that to the audience. Do you feel any correlation between marijuana legalization and like wellness and vegan uh, diets coming more into the mainstream? It's being focus? a little, little co opted, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's like, yeah, when people are al- allowed to feel a way about a thing. So I think, you know, like we're talking about with the boomers and legalization and all this stuff, finally people are like, hey, yeah, actually, you know what? I don't always like eating animals. And yeah, you know what? My name's John Boehner and I fucking like smoking weed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so it, it's kind of letting people, I think, admit to their inner hippie like likes and dislikes a little mm-hmm. bit more. Because like you're saying, yeah, veganism, plant-based stuff, the rise of just wellness and, you know, um, self-care and all this stuff. People being like, you know what? I'm not doing okay. I wish there was a little bit more like hippity dippity bullshit in my life because I love making fun of it, but I also secretly love it. And I think yeah, I, all of those things go. Hand I got in hand. plenty of those friends and and some people in my family. A lot of my family is like way laid back for living in Texas, but that you know uh, they it's like, dude, when was the last time you unclenched your asshole? You know what I mean? Yo, like yeah. relax. Like you're not. No one's gonna make fun of you because you don't eat meat for lunch or yeah. or. If you're if you're cool with CBD or like whatever, it's yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if you, if you are, are you curious about yoga, try it out. You might <laughs> like it. Like you don't. I know that you're a construction worker, but maybe you're a construction worker who enjoys yoga on the yeah. weekends. Yeah, like, don't let okay. anybody tell you you can't like two different things because yeah. you fucking can. Like I write cookbooks. And I fucking love red vines. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Both of these things are fucking true. Yeah, like when we we were meeting a bunch of like chefs and people who have been in the space like for decades. And and one thing that I found was a common thread in in a lot of them when I would talk to them and be like, what is your favorite like you're done cooking, you, you go home, what's your favorite junk meal and something that you just, it's comfort for you. And a lot of people just being like, yeah, just like a double double from in and out. And it's just like, this is like a Michelin star chef. And they're just, and they're just like, yeah, just like crap, you yeah. know, just, just junk food. Yeah. yeah so let's stop being so hard on each other. Like we all like shit. That's why it's so popular. And maybe we've just overdone it sometimes. All right. Mm-hmm. Like we all like a shitty television program now and then. We shouldn't only have shitty television. It's yeah, making it's okay. us it's making just, us extra shitty. Yeah, guilty right? pleasures are fine. <laughs> but we've had we have too much now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking preach. Word. We gotta wrap this baby yeah. up. Yes. 
Real Housewives of Branson, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too far. We've gone too fucking far. I also make fun of Branson, Missouri on our podcast. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is about that place. I don't know, that it just seems like it's in the middle of nowhere well, to me. Well, yeah, it's like, hey, do you guys like Vegas, but you want it worse? <laughs> <laughs> Without none of the fun. Yeah. 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 Everything closes at 730. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. We pro- like we have to do our next book stop in Branson. Like I feel like I've, I've bullied that town too long. You gotta go. They're waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. So like, what the fuck did we do to them? Missouri, you're fine. I guess I don't know. There's some good people. Yeah. There's three. My mom, dad, and brother. There's three. Yeah. Good and my buddy Mark Hirsch. Shout out Mark. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Rebecca. And shout out Mark. That's what's up. Where can everybody? Do you want to do the plugs? Yeah. So uh, you can find us at thugkitchen.com all of our handles on any social media just at Thug Kitchen we didn't think like a lot into this it was just very was straightforward at, at real Thug Kitchen <laughs> 20 to 2012 yeah, yeah no 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 just Thug Kitchen at Thug Kitchen um, we're most active on Twitter and Instagram those are like our go-to platforms Facebook's our biggest but like we I'm saw fucking hate we, that platform. years ago we were like this is just boomer, I can't I can't culture platform yeah. <laughs> I can't use this yeah. anymore babies and politics yeah exactly and yeah I, I can't, just, I can't dude too. the internet kind of bugs me out sometimes I feel like people just log on to get mad like yeah. that's I don't know how you generate money off that but I guarantee you Mark Zuckerberg is somehow I don't know I, I heard people are out here still drinking milk he's and... profiting off the rage <laughs> yeah don't even Get me started. <laughs> well, your Twitter gave us such a good day the other day when we saw the Park Linguini. We were like oh, yeah. howling, howling. <laughs> such a good follow. Um, and then we've got a podcast that comes out every Thursday. It's called Forked Up. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, wherever you get your podcasts. It's also on our website. Yeah, yeah. This you is can all listen at thugkitchen.com. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if you want some merch, we sell all kinds of shit. It's amazon.com slash thugkitchen. A lot of it doesn't even have the kitchen on it. We just got like, cool taco t-shirts and shit. We just kind of want design yeah. shirts that we'd wear. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dope. Yeah. yeah. So shit. we have a Some chur- of it's branded, but some of it's just like. We got a really good churro crew t-shirt in there right now that I really, really like. So uh, go check that out. Yeah. And we right now we have a G.I. Joe shirt that 100% of the proceeds are going towards Operation Homefront. Um, um, which helps veterans with, you know, in-home care, uh, veterans and their families, um, with finding uh, homes, uh, providing in-home care for any um, medical needs, so trans- transportation. Transitional to civilian life. Yeah, and it just provides... Which, where what, the fuck is our government? Yeah, the government I, I, should be doing it. They basically like, are... They provide the needs of what we would expect the VA to do. Um, so go buy the t-shirt. It'll be very obvious which one it is. We have we have a few things that are um, non-profit shirts. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a B shirt um, that, goes, uh, no, that goes to a B non-profit. Um, it just says fuck wasps. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pro B anti wasp. Very pro B. Um, and yeah, so check that out or just go to Operation Homefront and donate to yeah, them just directly. Give, just give them money. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you want a shirt from us. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're and good. then um, <laughs> PIPA, the new book, be right before the election next like, year. <laughs> God, stay tuned for that. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Can we test some recipes from this new book? Absolutely. Yeah. Send us some Hell things yes. to like report back. Yes. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Real dope. I got a sharp knife. There you go. We'll give you a Ralph's gift card and a couple recipes and be like, get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fuck this up? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, you can't. Bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us, we're at weedandgrub.com or on No, we're Instagram. at Weed and Grub. Oh, shit. Wait. What? You do it. No, you do it. I, obviously, what? I can't. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> We're we're at Weed and Grub or Weed and Grub.com. 
that was that was it right right <laughs> yeah boy oh boy yep. i'm looking at snacks let's do it okay <laughs> uh thank you all for coming thank oh, you guys thanks, thanks for, for having us. us this has been a fun hang yeah bye everybody bye